been swept away by the romance of your latest book, only to crash in disappointment when it has the audacity to end. Sometimes the end are the hardest words to read. Let's remedy that, shall we? Blush Magazine is a digital magazine for romance readers. Yep, that's you, lady listeners. It's a magazine that goes beyond the pages of your favorite romance novels to give you the inside scoop on authors, publishers, the latest industry trends, book reviewers, free reads, and more. So never again will you be frustrated when you read the end, because Blush has you covered. Subscribers receive the digital magazine in their inboxes, perfect for a quiet moment with a favorite beverage. Just sign up with your email address at www.blushmagazine.com.au for the latest issue, which includes interviews with Alexa Riley, Abby Glines, Ali Sinclair, and more. Again, that website is www.blushmagazine.com.au. Go get it, lady listeners. Hey, lady listeners. Welcome. Hey. Hey. How's it going? season three of the podcast. Wow. Fuck, that's our shit. It's our week. Oh, my God. I forgot we were doing our book. I'd be like, I'm just here. I don't know what's going I on. I I totally forgot it was our book this week. Oh, shit. What did we write? <laughs> well, I hope you guys remember, like, because this was such an easy week for me to plan because normally I'm like, okay, I really have to take this seriously. I have to figure out what their giveaway is. I have to figure out which books they've written. But now you guys are just here to fill in all the blanks. So all I did was show up. This, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> we, apparently, me too. <laughs> I just showed up. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to our book. <laughs> yeah, welcome to season three. Uh, our book this week is The Virgin Roommate by Alexa Riley. Um, That's us. <laughs> yeah, our very own Alexa Riley. And we're so basically, if this is your first time here, which I'm sure it's not, because if you're if you're an Alexa Riley fan, you've been listening to the podcast probably. And you've been waiting for Gia's book. And yes, you've been waiting, you've been waiting, for, waiting Gia. for this one. Gia yes. and Marco. <laughs> <laughs> you met Gia in The Virgin oh. Husband and The Virgin Wife. She was the roommate. Yes, I love Gia. I love uh, mm-hmm. Protective Brothers. I love, I just like, there were so many things in this that were just like, just pressing my buttons. You didn't so. think he was an asshole? Marco? The brother? Yeah. No, the brother. brother. Uh, yeah, in the beginning. Oh, okay. but he, oh he has know. a book out today. Yeah, well, if you like assholes, his book is out right now. It is. It's called Pretty Virgin. You're going to meet him in today's chapter. So if you read The Virgin Wife and The Virgin Husband, then um, the heroine from Virgin Husband, her roommate is Gia. And she talks about she has a big family and stuff. And then so that's what you're going to get today is Gia's story and her big protective brother. And if you like the protective asshole, then get his book right now. So yeah, well, that's what we've like, got going it's okay on to be week. an asshole as long as you <laughs> he has good intentions you, for it. Good reason, yeah, good intentions. Yeah. As long as you redeem yourself, but also like when it's when it gets to the point where it's being it's getting ridiculous, like you man up and just like act yeah. mature, you know, like so like when they uh, well I won't ruin anything, but like when it gets resolved. no, tell them the whole book. No, <laughs> go ahead, tell them the whole thing. Pl- give them the whole plot. Fuck it. <laughs> You know, but like eventually, you take your looks. He acts and like you're... a grown up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which is what I always look for in a hero. This book was so hot, you guys. There was that scene where he just buries his face in her pussy. I was just like, yes. That's probably not in today's chapter, but I was listening to it in my daughter's dance waiting room. Or sorry, not listening. I was reading it, and uh, yeah. <laughs> I got to that part, and I was just like, touchdown arms. I didn't. Know. <laughs> Just bury that like, face in there. It's about time. <laughs> we yeah. do a lot of pussy eating. That is all. I think that is consistently in every single book we write. Probably, it's Probably. my kink or whatever. Yeah. It's yeah. my thing. So I'm yeah. always writing it in. We're so forgetful about blowjobs. We never do blowjobs. <laughs> like hardly ever. I'd say like 1% of our books contain a blowjob. I even We even joke about the longest book we've ever written is 100,000 words and there's no blowjob in it. <laughs> <laughs> And we're both like, it's the perfect book. <laughs> <laughs> That's a waste of breeding. <laughs> 
Yeah, exactly. They're too. I love. Like, I love writing blowjobs. I love it. I like writing them. I like reading them. We literally just forget. I forget. Yeah. Yeah. We, we absolutely forget about it. We're like, okay, great. He's like eight or pussy. They fucked. Let's go to the next. They episode. don't bother me. I'll do yeah. them, but I yeah. just I forget about it when I'm writing romance for some reason. Because <laughs> the heroine's so perfect. Or they, you know, they both are. I just have this, um, like, I don't know. It just turns me on when the hero is just like, like, just like puts the woman on her knees and just like shoves (laughs) it in there. Like, I need he needs to get his dick sucked immediately, or he's just gonna die. I just like that's so hot to me. We wrote the. I wrote this one scene, and I think it was in his alone where they're in the kitchen, and he like comes on her face, and it's like. It's so hot. Like, I just loved it. But then, you know, my husband sent me a meme the other day, and it was a really specific meme, and it was funny. But one of the the parts of it, it said, I'm going to, the girl says to the guy, come on my face. Or she says, like, I want you to come come on my face and make a family on it or something like that. Like, make a a family on my face with your cum. I was like, what? Like, it was so ridiculous and over the top, but I loved it. I laughed so hard when I read it. I don't know. I think we try to. I always like the, like, when they start to get down on their knees and the heroes, like, stop. Someone's like, you don't get on your knees. Or he's just like, no, no, I won't be able to to laugh. Yeah, I can't can't handle it. It's too much. I can't handle it. I like that. In real life, if you give a blowjob, they, like, they delay it for uh, for like an hour they're like i know they're like baseball 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 (laughs) (laughs) like wow you've never lasted this long (laughs) wow i I didn't realize you had this much stamina wow speaking of husbands (laughs) last week on the podcast yeah last week on the podcast i asked leah and mel how their husbands would describe them uh to a stranger and so we we actually went and did it we went and asked them because we were curious what they would say i wasn't texting my husband i was in the car with him and it just popped no, in my head well i meant like what you said he's when you text us what he said i love like, <sighs> the way you te- wrote it out um well i was like describe me as if we were talking on the podcast and i was wondering how you would describe me because i guess i think i said that he would probably say shy or whatever yeah. and he was like driven and definitely obsessive i was like <laughs> Okay. And then he was like, and kind. And so I smacked him. I was like, I'm not kind. And he goes, hits like a bitch. <laughs> yeah. So I was I was a little surprised. I thought, yeah, he was just going to be like, shy, nice tits. Oh, by the way, <laughs> nice I, just saw, I just saw the meme my husband sent me. And it said, put your finger in my ass and make my face into a daycare. <laughs> I laughed my ass off. He sends me the funniest shit. We are really setting the tone for season three here. It's like (laughs) seven minutes deep and it's just been blowjobs and like... Listen, it wouldn't be Alexa Riley week if it wasn't filthy. How how did your husband say he would describe you, Leah? Or it says, how would your husband describe you? And he says, perfect. And I said, I'm going to say this on the podcast. And he's like, all right. I said, can you elaborate? And he said... Well, I came for her confidence and vivacity and curves and stay for her humor, warmth, and good cooking. I know. I was like, that's really sweet right now. (laughs) I really just appreciate that. (laughs) So, yeah, I thought that was really nice. Did you ask Tessa? Tessa? What did you say? I did. I asked him this morning and I actually recorded it. So, I figured... No, play it. I figured I should... Maybe you could just hold it up to the microphone. Do you yeah, think it yeah. Hold it up, and then and then maybe you can translate if we don't understand his accent. <laughs> you will. Okay, I'm gonna mm-hmm. turn it all the way up. Let me see. How would you describe me to someone uh, like that you just met? Like, if if you had to describe me to somebody, what would you? How would you describe me? Uh, tell very intelligent and uh, mm. pretty and outgoing. Um, very good mother, a great uh, wife, <laughs> and uh, that's pretty much it at the moment. <laughs> oh, stop it, Tessa Bailey! Stop it. I that love was how the most says mother. I know, a good good mother. Oh, that was the just just the world. Oh, that was the fucking sweetest thing I've ever in my life. I'm going to cry. I didn't think of it to have you guys record your... I just... I only recorded that about half an hour ago. I know. That would have been a good idea. I wish I would have told you to do it. No, it's okay. You can steal our thunder. That's totally fine. You're the rock star here. 
Yeah. Sorry, our husbands look lame. No big deal. I hope you're happy that your star is shining. I am. No, he's really Um, sweet. Speaking of blowjobs, wow, that was wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) He had just gotten laid, so he was in an extra good mood. You're like, listen, you're getting really laid for this. (laughs) You set that up, you were like, I'm going to have sex with him, and then I'm going to record this. Strategy, guys. Strategy. That's that is super smart. I asked it when we were in the middle of a fight. <laughs> I, was happy I, I the way down. I think we were driving downtown, and I was just being obsessive of our Pokemon. I couldn't find. <laughs> I'm shocked. <laughs> I need to know. I need to know how you felt about the Pokemon movie because I couldn't even. Yeah. I was watching it, and the whole time I was just thinking, like, I hope Mel is. Like, I hope this lives up to Mel's expectations. <laughs> yeah. They did a good job, actually, of keeping it entertaining and having some adult humor and incorporating a lot of stuff into it. So, yeah, I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to. We got, like, those reclined seats, and I even played the game, and I thought I might take a nap because oh, wow. I was worried about it. I was like, this might not be too good. But, yeah, they did a good job, I thought. I, I thought, thought it was for, pretty cute. Like, I don't know anything about Pokemon. Like, I've tried to keep up with my daughter she's getting really into it and i'm trying to like you know hang on and listen and you know whatever i like i had no idea about any of it and i didn't feel lost in the movie i was like this is just so cool that's what i kept thinking like oh i don't know what that is but it's a really cool animal and then i asked mel pokemon would i be and mel was like well, you're not the one you think you are, right? Is that it? You like, sit, you sit one. You're like, I think I'm this one. I was like, no. I said Jigglypuff because it was like chubby and pink and cute, and I was like, can I be this one? And she was like, no, it's not based on what you like. It's based on like your personality. It balances you out, right? Because yeah, you have to like, like I would not get Psyduck, the one who exploded, because I am Psyduck. Oh, okay. So like, uh, my girlfriend gets- Jeanette would have a Psyduck. <laughs> So that's the one where they like they like do things and then their head hurts and they explode. Yeah, like they're like <laughs> you like gotta one. keep them calm and they gotta yeah. get everything. But if they get worked up, they like explode. Okay. <laughs> is that there a te- is there like a, a a test like you can figure out your Harry Potter house? Is there a test to find yeah. out what Pokemon you have? I you don't do think this. so. I don't know because new Pokemon are always coming out. Like a new gen is gonna come out. Like when I was watching the movie, I seen a panda with like three heads or something. I was like, what the fuck is that? And Dan's like, it's coming. Calm down. (laughs) Okay. Well, we're recording on a Friday. We usually record on Mondays or Thursdays. What are you guys doing this weekend? Do you guys have any plans? Well, it's Memorial weekend. Yeah. And I was going to go home to my parents, but the traffic is always really bad. And so I was like, you know what? I think I'm just going to keep it at the house. And it's supposed to be like 95 all weekend, which is really hot for May. I mean, we're getting like a heat wave super early. Uh, I know I mentioned it before. I'm going to strip the paint off my door. I actually had to wait like a couple weeks on the locksmith because we're replacing the lock on it. And because it's an antique door, they had to like find a vintage lock that will fit this particular door. So I've been having to wait on that. So it should come in on Friday and I may be able to like strip the paint off my door. So I'm, I'm actually really excited about that. That's my big project this weekend. So I'm, I'm pumped. What are All you right. guys doing? I don't have any. I was supposed to have a dinner with my cousin and aunt last night, but it got canceled and moved to some Saturday night. So I'm going to do that. I love hanging out with them. They are like, I don't know. They just take me back to my roots. And sometimes they're just the most unpolitically correct people and they don't even know it they just kill me when i hang out with them i die of laughter so i'm actually looking forward to that what are you gonna make did you decide well we decided that because my cousin has to work we're gonna go up to the restaurant she serves at and we're gonna sit there because me and my aunt are obsessed with housewives so we're gonna talk housewives while she can wait on us and kind of chill with us in between and just spend our night up there with her nice what are you going to i'm going to see a journey cover band tonight what? That's fucking awesome. Yeah, there's like a beer garden near my house and I got invited by some moms. I feel like it's my first mom night out like with other moms from the school. What are you going to wear? Oh, I, I got know. informed. Okay, so last week my husband went on tour with Tool. I don't know if you know who that is. Yeah, it's a band. Cool. Okay, he went like on tour with him pretty much. He went to like five or four concerts. He traveled for almost a week. And I'm like dropping him off on the Kansas City tour. And I'm like, you don't even have a tool shirt on. And he's like, you can't wear the band shirt. 
to the event. I'm like, why not? I would totally rock a Britney Spears shirt to a Britney Spears concert. Mel texted me and I was like, no, that's different. I was like, you can wear a Britney shirt to a Britney concert. I was like, you don't wear a Tool shirt to a Tool concert. I was like, people would just think you're a poser. You can wear a Tool shirt, but it has to be from like three tours ago. Oh, from like 10, yeah, like 10 years ago or something. To prove that you're like the oldest. Well, he has one. He probably has them from like forever ago. They're like 20 in the closet at least. I'd say you would ironically wear a John Mayer t-shirt to a concert, just to yes. be ironic, yeah. Or yeah. a Britney Spears t-shirt. Exactly. I was oh, like, you can wear a Britney shirt to a Tool concert. Get on that. He was telling me about, I asked him about it, and he was like, they started mosh picking, pit, uh, pitting and blah, blah, blah. And he was like, they just weren't doing it right. And it was out of control. I was like, you sound so old. <laughs> I love my it. mom. So my, I realized how old my mom was the other day when she, we were in the backyard having a drink, and she was like, "This everybody's just so you know obsessed with sex these days. It's sex, sex, sex. Everybody's just looking for their next sexual experience." And I was like, "Mom, wow, you are so Welcome old." My life. <laughs> because I mean, not that sixty, like not that a sixty-year-old woman can't enjoy sex, and I'm sure many of our listeners are sixty-year-old women that love sex. But my mom, I guess she's just in a place where she. <laughs> She's mentally older. Yeah. And she, I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, you grew up in the like swing in 60s, like yeah. the summer of love. Like that, this has been around forever. Sex is just something that's always going to be in Like style. you were in the 80s when they came out with cocaine. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's have a good, let's have a party. But, yeah. you know, I think it's, uh, it, I agree that it is it is very, like, a mental age a lot of times. Because, you know, I remember my grandmother that I was really close to, she, when she was, you know, in her 60s and 70s, I remember she just was like, I don't feel like um I should be this age. Because she would still dress really cute and love to go shopping. I mean, one of her favorite things was just to go to the mall, you know? Like, she just loved to be out and about and fashion and fun stuff. And I just thought, you know, like, I hope I have that good attitude about it when I'm older. Like, I don't want to be the one that's, like, a prude about stuff or talks down about other people that, you know, kind of do those things. Like, I just don't want to look down my nose at people. And funnily enough, I was listening to uh, last Friday's episode this morning, and I was listening to myself rage on there about people, like, you know, just because you don't like something doesn't mean it sucks or whatever, you know. I just thought, like, I hope I have that attitude forever. I really do. Me too. I always worry that I won't. I'm like, I just worry because I know my parents were different in their 30s than they are now. Like, my mother at my age was different than she is now. I mean, like, still had this, like, relatively the same politics and ideals and things like that. But What do you think the big, the drastic change was, though? Was it like know. having kids? I don't know. I mean, I think just 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 based on the fact that we do, but look at look what we do for a living. Like we, yeah, yeah, you know, I true. don't think that it's possible. Like we both had, we, like we've had our children. They're eight, nine, ten, older, and we're yeah. still the same people. Because I think it's because of this job, though. Yeah, but, maybe because we're in this more. Yeah, like it's sex has been so normalized for us that it's just not a taboo. But you subject. know what? I, I don't want to say it's normalized because I still like. I feel like maybe I'm just hyper aware of it. You know, because that's, it, that's even though probably a better way like, to say it, yeah. Because I feel like I'm around it a lot, but I'm still, like, I recognize sex, I think, first, probably before anybody else does. So, as an example, my my daughter was on the playground with one of her friends one time, and I don't know if we've talked about this. I feel like maybe I've told you guys this story, but they were sitting, they call it the butterfly, where somebody sits in the seat on the swing, and then another person sits on their lap with their feet the opposite way. Can you see what I'm talking about? I remember like, swinging like, that. like doing the butt. Yeah, it's it's like scissoring and they did it and they got on the swing and i'm sitting there thinking am i the only one that thinks this might be weird like they're yeah. just their privates are rubbing together like is this <laughs> is this weird you know like and i wondered if like i'm just hyper aware of sex because i'm around it more or you know was the, they didn't see it that way it was a sweet innocent thing but i just kept thinking is an adult gonna look at this and think this is sexual Yeah, I don't know why. Like, that's my first thought. And I don't know if that's because we do what we do. Or I'm just a person that was very sexual as you know, like very sexual thoughts as a child and older and as an adult. You know, if those are just my go-to thoughts, and that's just me, you know, I don't know. So this week on Read Me Romance. (laughs) (laughs) No, like, I don't, yeah, I I think, 
I wonder if a lot of I'm I'm curious if a lot of our romance, like if our, a lot of, a lot of our listeners have the same not I wouldn't call it an issue, but just like yeah, the, yeah. the awareness of sex. Uh-huh. Like I but I, I found like my daughter, who's only seven, like she seems to be like a lot more curious about her body and other people's bodies than like yeah. other kids her age. Yeah. And I was that way. And so yeah. I'm just wondering if it's a gene. <laughs> and maybe so. It could you be. Know, you I know? Look, my husband and I have had this conversation. You know, he was like, his parents never had the sex talk with him. They gave him a book. And that was how he was because I think it really embarrassed him to talk about it. His dad passed away when he was young. So it was just him and his mom and his stepdad. And he wasn't super close with his stepdad when he was like around that age you know when you start to you're you start to get curious so his mom gave him a book and you know he was like I was totally fine with that um you know with my oldest daughter I have tried so many times to talk to her about her body and changes and stuff and she's eight you know I mean soon enough she'll be going through these changes and she just her face is like it's like she's seeing a car crash when I try to talk (laughs) to her about this it is like she looks she looks afraid she looks scared. She looks like disgusted. She wants really? me to stop talking immediately. Immediately, she's like, like last night. So we have our dog, and she's getting ready to go in heat. Like she's and and the vet told us we have to wait until she goes through a heat cycle and before we get her fixed because of her like girl parts and all this stuff. Another story. But anyway, so we were trying to explain to our girls last night what it is for a dog to go into heat for them to to season or whatever you want to call it. I mean, my oldest daughter, she looked, her face got really red and she was like, no, 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 no. Like, that's what she did. Like, stop talking. She just yeah. shut it down. And I was like, this is a really visceral reaction to anything like this. And I don't know if she's been told something by her friends or, or whatever. That's really, but she's, that's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Like something that scared her in that way. But let me tell you, my youngest one was just like, all right, tell me what, tell me everything. <laughs> like, you know, she's, she's, she's leaning like, in like, details. I, yeah. She was like, she's going to get boobies. Is the dog going to have boobies now? Cause she's going to be a mom. She's going to have puppies. And then she started to just uncontrollably sob because she wasn't going to have puppies. And she was like, but I love puppies. And just like lost her shit because we weren't going to let her have Aww, puppies. That's normal. I know. I know. Yeah. That's cu- I'm curious. I'm curious if maybe like she just heard something like even, or got some wrong information somewhere, yeah. you know, like uh, offhanded yeah. information that like wasn't mm-hmm. delivered with care. I feel yeah. like that happens a lot because kids are so aware of what's going on around them these days, like because of the internet, because of YouTube, because of television, like it's more I mature just, than it was when we were kids. Like they're just exactly. maturing so much faster. Yeah, I feel like my kids have always just known about sex for some reason. I don't feel like there was ever like a sit down conversation. Well, they have older but it's also Yeah, they have older siblings and stuff. And it's also not something that's not not talked about. Yeah. Like a joke will be made at family dinner. Uh, the, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So everybody knows that the oldest one is having sex. Yeah. Of the siblings. So do your kids have know. older cousins, Leah? They do, but they they wouldn't talk about that with them. They're My- all, like pretty conservative. I had a friend who was at like a, like a, just at someone's house with the kids hanging out, running around, and it was kind of a mixture of ages. Like the, the younger kids were there, and then there was like a twelve year old and a fifteen year old, and like the fifteen year old like showed them something on his phone that he shouldn't have shown them, and then it was like, what was that? And like how he the kid had little kid had a bunch of questions after that, and it yeah. was just that one flash. Uh-huh. Top of something on the phone, you know, and I worry yeah. about that all the time because sometimes I, cool you know, I'm scrolling is. through my Instagram or book mm-hmm. covers or inspiration photos on my phone and my, my daughter will just catch them out of the corner of her eye. And I'm like, yeah. God, I, I wonder if it's me that maybe I've just yeah, haven't, you're, haven't you're been careful enough. Her up. Mm-hmm. It's all your fault. <laughs> Here we go. You it's know, the guilt like, hour with Tessa Bailey again. Every week well, at just, the same time. But I do think a lot of what you said about maybe it's genetic, like, you know, I think inherently I would say that out of my three siblings that I grew up with, you know, I'm definitely more of the, like the curious, the the more sex, sex thoughts, I guess, you know, uh, out of the three of us, you know, I was the one that was always asking, like, what's masturbation, you know, at the dinner table and stuff and everybody just stopped eating, <laughs> you know, like that kind of thing. Like I was just always really curious about my body and those kind of things. And so maybe, you know, each kid is just different. You know, they just they they have such easy access to it now that it's like, you know, 
you want them to be informed, but you want to kind of shelter them a little bit too, you know? Yeah, <laughs> so, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's hard because you're like, I want it to be an open conversation, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't want you to know about it yet. Yeah, exactly. And so it's hard. It's like, I don't know this line to walk of wanting it to just to be a normal thing that we talk about. You're safe about it. But then at the same time, like, no, let's not talk about this. Don't look. Not yet. Yeah, I know. It's like we do. We're like, don't wear short shorts. And like, you know, we do, we do these things that we that make them aware of their own body mm-hmm. and their own sexuality, like without us even realizing it sometimes. Like we're like, oh, yeah. the shorts are too short. You need to go change or things like that. And and then, you know, you're, we're fucking them up no matter what we do. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That's like, what my mom, I mean, my I- mom says that too. She's like... You just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you know, I stayed at, stayed the night at my friend Christy Mason's house when I was a kid, and you know, we would go back behind her house in the woods and look at like Hustler. So you know, I mean, like yeah. that, my mom could have done everything in her in her power to keep me away from you know seeing those images, but I still saw them. You know, like yeah, so just I, because you're scrolling mom, your phone. My mom says that they're gonna do what they want to do. If yeah. they want to know about it, they're gonna find out about it. Yeah. If they want to do it, they're gonna find a way to do it. Yeah. And all you have time to do is try and control it a little bit and keep it safe. Or just be there to answer their questions when they come Absolutely. to you. But remember the, remember the, in your like local video rental store where they'd have that back room with the porn? Oh yeah. And oh, you yeah. guys, I know you snuck in there. Like I snuck in there. <laughs> and I just, and then I remember also just like it had porn magazines as well. And I would look at them and I, I that's the first time I saw just this big old penis laying on a man's thigh. And I was just like, what the <laughs> f- is that? Um, but I was you had heartbreak ever since. I was yeah. <laughs> disappointed this since disappointment you were seven. After disappointment. <laughs> I would never have because t- like you can't go tell your mom you did that. You can't. No. You, know, like, you, you can't. And all of a sudden you're traumatized. That big dick energy. But I remember <laughs> but, like every you said, episode. going back to like what you said though, like about just the gene. Like I remember, like I found out that like climbing a pole made like made me feel like. Do you know that feeling? Yeah. yeah and yeah. so I would like cl- I would just like go and climb poles over and over again but I was probably only like 10 or 11 I mean that's really young yeah. and yeah. My, my, and I my, like my parents like would just be like good for, like go ahead like they didn't have any idea what I was doing and oh I just God. remember like wanting like way before I read my first romance novel when I was 14 like trying to find that feeling of like being turned yeah. on uh-huh. I don't know well you know I worked at a daycare when I was in high school and um, there was like, I remember like a little two or three year old girl had a diaper on and she was like on the floor, like humping the floor, like with her diaper, like humping it. And the, one of the teachers was like, they don't know. They just know it feels good. <laughs> like they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> and they're like, come on, let's get up and go play. <laughs> like trying to like move her around, you know. But it was like, I mean, just a little baby doing it. And I remember thinking, like, at the time, like, I'm still traumatized by that. I was like, that just seemed young, you know? But they they don't know. They don't know. So, yeah, I mean, as a kid, like, you just do things because it feels good. So, yeah. Okay, here's my next question for you guys. The Virgin Roommate, I figured we could talk about books with roommates that we oh, yeah. liked any recommendations do you guys have any off the top of your head shit I have I, I have one this. I have one ready in the oh, chamber good. what do you guys think if you want thank um, god, it's god. Not, it doesn't really count as like re- like the hero and the heroine being roommates but one of my favorite all time books that like I know what you're gonna is do it you? the Penelope Ward one no which one this is okay so the he, the heroine is roommates um with the hero's sister and he shows and like they meet outside of the house but then he he shows up and finds out they're roommates and she walks out naked is like, it on dublin street on shut dublin the fuck street. up oh god i love that book if you so haven't read much. on dublin street by samantha, by samantha. Young, yep it's one of Get the best your books fucking ass ever. on it it's so good brendan Car- is it brendan carmichael or carlisle i think so I yeah, know his name's something. Brendan. He's one of the best romance heroes. Uh, he is fucking amazing. I mean, like, on par with Christian Grey to me. Yeah, yeah. You like, know? epic. So And Scottish. Good. And fucking Scottish, mm-hmm. too. Yep. I know um, I've read it, but so not, I can't remember it. You don't remember it? I know I've no. read it. Because it was, like, one of the first popular, you know what I mean, when yeah. you first really no, got listen. into romance. So I read, I was reading it, and I remember we got to the part, because we were reading it together, when he comes in and he says he slept with the other woman. And remember, like, she's like, oh, 
because she thinks she was like where were you last night or something like that and she was like I bet you fucked that girl or whatever and he was like yeah I did and like she throws the plates and stuff at him do you remember yeah yeah I... and then he tells her he didn't really don't tell don't don't <laughs> well, you have to nobody's gonna read it if you don't tell them he does I know he doesn't do it he he just did it to like be mean because he was mad at her because she was like we're not gonna be together and he's like it's a really contentious yeah it's like yeah she's yeah. got a lot of trauma from the past mm-hmm. and he's like I'm all he wants to be all in he wants yeah. everything he wants her immediately all of her and she's scared to death her name's Jocelyn I'll I'll never forget when like in the beginning when he comes in and he sees her and he looks down at her tits and he was like D's right like he like sizes her boobs or whatever and she's like what the fuck and this guy was just like he's just all about her He's just so amazing. So hot. Oh my god. Go so read I on read Dublin that book Street. Now. Yeah. And then yeah. they show up in like there's just a whole bunch of books in that series, like Jamaica Lane, and there's just yeah. a bunch of them. And they're all great. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think she did a novella. I want to say she did a novella. But then Jocelyn and Brendan show up in all the books and there's there's just like an yeah. ongoing love story. Like their happily ever after is solid, yeah. but they're just mm-hmm. like two volatile people and it's just like a consuming, beautiful mm-hmm. story. It's so good. It's a little angsty if you're into that. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know we've recommended it before, but a lot the last hit series like her roommate and that gets her own oh, book in the second one that that's really good that one it's kind of dark too but it's really really good that's a roommate book that's a really good hero in that book too. yeah he's awesome i'm still planning on reading that i'm reading oh bb read right now Just i've fallen down a bb read rabbit hole Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. But no, you should definitely listen to Last Hit on audio because the guy does like a Russian accent and it's mm. so fucking sexy. Okay. It's so good. Yeah. I'm trying to think. What's What was the Penelope Ward one? Is that Room Hate? Is that Was that Penelope? It's called Room Hate. Yeah, actually, that's at the top of the Goodreads Roommate Reads list. Oh. So that's like the number one rated roommate story, Room Hate by Penelope Ward. Who is Penelope Ward is like the Is it Penelope Ward or did I get that wrong? Is it V. Keeland and Penelope Ward? I might be wrong. Oh, I don't know. Let me check. Well, I'll talk about Penelope Ward. She was a very lovely person. Like, I've met her a couple of times. She is so, so sweet. We asked her to be on the podcast and she said she couldn't. (laughs) Oh, okay. She said she couldn't because she's so damn I'm busy, which we totally understand, but you should still do it, Penelope. Come back to us. <laughs> she, was, she was really sweet about it. She was really kind, and she's just she's been so lovely every time I met her. So I really like. So her. before we start, do you, do you, Mel, are you still looking for a rec, or do you have one? No, I'm still later. So before we start the Virgin, the first episode of the Virgin Roommate. I have, this is um, the best roommate book, so I don't need to look at it. Yeah, I, I meant like prior to this week. Like <laughs> in Read Me Romance Headquarters, our Facebook group, we asked for roommate horror stories. And I'm only going to read this one because just nothing can beat it. <laughs> it's just so. No, funny. really? No, there's no other good one? This one. This is the one I knew that would be, that would make you laugh the hardest. Okay. So that's the one All I'm right. reading. Okay. Okay, go for it. Hello, lady podcasters. Okay, so I normally don't email because I never think I have anything too crazy to contribute to y'all's questions, but that's not the case this time. I've actually had <laughs> <laughs> I've actually had a horror roommate situation. So I used to live in this apartment where all the bedrooms had the AC vents connected. Now that's not something you notice right away, if at all, but you definitely notice it once your roommate brings home a guy for the first time. So I'm not for sure how they met and the circumstances surrounding their hookup, but it was the middle of the night when I wake up to a manly voice chanting, it's my birthday, it's my birthday, over and over again. What? (laughs) The chant was speeding up and now I'm horrified but intrigued. I then hear my roommate add her vocal, vocalized pleasure to what was apparently a birthday shag. She moans, uh, she moans, she moans, give me that birthday dick. (laughs) What? And she said it over and over. That was the soundtrack for the rest of my life. It's my birthday. Give me that birthday dick. Give me that birthday dick. (laughs) (laughs) The fact that he keeps saying it's my birthday. He keeps saying it. That's so stupid. Oh, my God. And due to the AC vents uh, connection, it sounded like they were in my bed with me. Basically, it acted as surround sound. When morning came, I wished him a happy birthday, which got me a weird (laughs) stare from both of them. 
<laughs> oh my god. We laughed about it later, but for the next year, I found out how much sex my roommate loved to have daily and how hard it was to listen to pretty intense porn while I was being while I was a virgin. In the no end, way. when we parted ways, I left with a very extensive collection of vibrators. <laughs> Wow. Thank you for that. That was amazing. That's awesome. Oh my God, that's so good. I love it. All right. Well, I'm getting a message saying my startup disc is almost full. So we're going to go ahead and play (laughs) the first first episode of The Virgin Roommate by Alexa Riley, because that's why you guys came to this party. So um, we'll catch up with you on the other side so they can tell you all about their new release. What else is going on? What else they got going on? See you on the other side. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Chapter 1 Gia I swing my feet back and forth, keeping my eyes on my textbook. Normally the room is loud, but it's quiet today. I don't know where everyone is, but I swear it's like they know I have something to tell them and they're making it drag out. It's Sunday, and in the Fisher family, you never miss a family dinner. Ever. I read the page in the book over again as I wait for everyone to get here. The quiet of the family home is messing with my nerves. The only thing I can hear are the quiet sounds my mom makes as she cooks, but my dad hasn't even made an appearance yet. I glance up, feeling my mom's eyes on me. Do you need help? I ask for the fifth time. I tried to help when I got here, but when she saw I had my backpack with me, she told me to sit and work. Nope. She cocks her head to the side, trying to read my mood, which she knows is off. Everything about me is off right now. At least, it feels like it, because I'm in love. Head over heels in love. It's different than anything I've felt before, and I know what love is. My family is a close bunch, and there's so much love between us, even though at times we can fight hard, too. It's why I'm so edgy today. I'm not sure how this is going to go down. I need to tell my parents that not only am I seeing someone, but he's the one. I can feel it in my soul. She keeps staring at me, so I look back down at the textbook so I don't blurt it out. Going to tell them when everyone is here. I didn't want to repeat myself and get the same questions asked on a loop. I'm going to do it over the dinner table. That way, all my brothers will be there to start their interrogation. Somehow, I've been the first to find someone, which is crazy because they're all older than me. Not one of them has brought someone home, and I swear they've done this on purpose. Maybe they thought it would keep me from ever doing it. They'd be happy if I lived out my life like Aunt June, who we all speculate is still a virgin. They even try to play up how great her life looks. She can do whatever she wants and doesn't have someone else to worry about. I'm not that wet behind the ears, and I'm on to them. I love Aunt June, but I'm pretty sure she's crazy. Maybe I should have warned Marco I'm going to tell them first. Last night, I started to tell him that I loved him and that I was ready to take us to the next level. My best friend Caroline told me I'm running scared, and she was right. I wondered why he hadn't said it first, but I know Marco grew up without a family. Caroline reminded me that some people aren't used to saying I love you like I am, and that maybe he's never had those words spoken to him before. That's when I knew I was being a jerk and needed to tell him the next time I saw him and stop avoiding him. Then, everything in Caroline's life exploded and distracted me from telling him how I feel. I know Marco loves me, because I don't see how he couldn't, not with how he treats me. I've never met a man like him before, 
And maybe that's why he's the first and only to have ever caught my eye. It doesn't hurt that I'm not living at home anymore. My big brothers tend to scare away everyone with a dick. They mean well, but they've made dating impossible. How's Caroline? Mom asks, because she's probably wondering where she is. She fit right back into our family since moving home. She usually comes to family dinners with me most Sundays. It's on the tip of my tongue to say that she's banging a married man, but then my mom would lose her mind. I also know I'd only be shifting attention off myself, and Caroline doesn't need that crap. I'm so happy she met someone. I glance back up at mom, who doesn't look surprised at what I told her. Good for her. She nods as she stirs the red sauce on the stove. My mom is being evasive, and I wonder if she's on to me about seeing someone. She could be pretending it's a-okay for Caroline to date someone and not give me the third degree about it so that I'll admit to seeing Marco. Again, I bite my tongue because I'm pretty sure she's baiting me. My mom and I are way too much alike, and it's annoying, even though it can be useful. Right now, I'm really not sure what her reaction is going to be, but we're both pretty blunt. I go back to reading the textbook and try to get caught up on my classwork. I have to force myself to sit here instead of reaching in my bag for my phone to text Marco. I told myself when I left him last night, that I wouldn't talk to him again until I told my family what was going on. I want this to be a gesture of my love for him. He can see I'm really in this if I tell my family. He knows they're a big part of my life, but hasn't pressed about meeting them. I'm not sure if that's a good sign or not. I want my family to accept him with open arms and give Marco a taste of the family he should have had when he was younger. I'm not sure how this will go down. But a girl can dream. They can throw a fit if they want, but I'll be coming to our next family dinner with Marco or not at all. I haven't brought a man home before because I never dated before Marco. They should realize that this means I'm serious, and they should also trust my judgment. I'm giving myself this pep talk as I hear people come into the house. Five big men tromping in make a lot of noise. Where have you guys been? I ask when they come flooding into the kitchen and everyone gives mom a kiss and hug. My oldest brother holds up a pie from mom's favorite bakery, earning him another kiss on the cheek. Everyone falls into easy conversation, but for some reason, I think everyone is looking at me. I put my book away as the words I'm dying to blurt out bubble in my throat. No one is looking at me, but it feels like they are. Spill it already, mom yells. Of course she knew I had news. She always knows everything. Everyone turns to look at me as mom points the wooden spoon in my direction. I'm seeing someone, I blurt out and rip off the band-aid. The room goes completely silent before my older brother speaks. Who? He asks. I want to say, no one you know, but I swear they know everyone. Marco Taylor, I say. What? All of my brothers yell at the same time. Mom and dad stay quiet as my brothers lose it and start talking over each other. I guess they do know him. And now the secret is out. Chapter 2 Marco I was having one of the worst days of my life the day I met Gia. I was late for a meeting after an ice storm came through and knocked my power out. I was rushing around, and then I got out to my car and realized the battery was dead. By that point, it was pouring rain, and I couldn't get a cab to save my life. 
I ducked under a nearby coffee shop awning just to get out of the storm, and that's when I saw her through the window. She was sitting at a table alone with a pile of books around her and a pencil in her mouth. Her hair was in a messy bun and she had on sweats. There was an uneaten pastry in front of her and a mug of coffee that was half empty. She was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen, and one look at her and I knew. I grew up with nothing and worked for everything I have. I was given up for adoption when I was only a couple of days old, and I never knew anything about my birth parents. I made good grades, but kept to myself while I was in the system. That didn't stop me from getting into trouble a few times in school, but I don't like to think back on those times. No one ever said it to my face, but I heard the whispers about what an ugly baby I was. I think it was the reason I was never chosen for adoption and aged out of the system when I was 18. Luckily, I had a business professor in college who took me under his wing, and when I graduated, he helped me get a job. I worked in the stock market for a couple of years before my boss realized that I was good at what I did. Really fucking good. I was promoted up through the ranks at an unprecedented speed, and eventually I took over as chief executive officer. I was running late for a board meeting when I saw Gia, and I didn't have a second to stop. But there are some things in life worth throwing it all away for, and she was it. Thunder sounded behind me as I opened the door, and it caused her to jump in her seat and look up at me. When our eyes locked, I smiled at her as I walked over to her table and sat down like she'd been waiting for me. I've been by her side every moment she'll let me since then. I've never felt this way about another person in my life, and I know she feels it too. But there's something wedged between us, and I don't know if it's her or me. Her family is important to her, and I don't have anyone to speak of. She's this vivacious beauty who lights up a room, and I'm the type to silence a crowd when I walk in. On paper, we are complete opposites. Yet when I'm with her, there is nowhere else I'd rather be. Sometimes I wonder if I was living my life at all before she came into it. The sound of her laugh fills my soul, and the feel of her lips on mine is heaven. But when I think about the future with her, it feels so shaky. I've never voiced it to her, but I sometimes wonder if she's ashamed of me. I know I'm not the best looking, but I've got a good job and I make enough money that she never has to work again unless she wants to. It could be that she's found out about my past with her older brother Jason, and she's scared to let us meet. The two of us have a history that isn't pretty. He blames me for losing his business and leaving him with nothing. But he's bitter and wants someone besides himself to take responsibility. He's in a tough place right now, but that's not something I can fix for him. I know if he finds out we're dating, he's going to cause problems for us. Maybe she already found out, and that's the reason she hasn't introduced me to her family. Or maybe why we haven't gone past kissing. Of course, I wanted to get her on her back the moment we met. But I also want to respect her. She's not the type of woman that sleeps with men on the first date. And from what she's told me, she didn't have many dates before me. She hasn't come out and said the words, but I know she's innocent when it comes to being touched. I want to be her first, but I don't want to rush it and she hasn't given me any indication that she's ready. I lean back on my chair and look down at the city below. It's Sunday, and I'm at work, but it's because I know she's with her family. She didn't ask me to go with her, and when I waited for the invitation that never came, I made up some excuse about needing to catch up on work. I've sent her several messages, but I haven't got a response, and that's not like her. I should call or go by and see her, but then I wonder if she's finally realized that I'm not good enough for her. It's the biggest worry in the back of my mind that one day she'll look at me and realize she could have done better. That she's settled on a man with no past and no family who scares most people away. She's light and warmth, and maybe I'm smothering that by being with her. Self-doubt is the easiest thing to feel when I'm away from her. But when I'm by her side, I feel like nothing can touch us. She deserves a man who can give her that feeling all the time. But I'm too much of a bastard to let her go. She is so goddamn special. And though I should let her find a love she deserves, there's not a fucking chance in the world I'll ever leave her side. My cell phone vibrates in my pocket, and I pull it out to see her name. My chest warms, and I feel relief until I read what she's sent. Gia. Hey, 
can we meet up tonight? I haven't talked to her since yesterday, and this is what she's sending me after all the messages I've sent her. There's not even an emoji after her text, and it's unlike her. Me. Yeah, everything okay? You've been quiet since last night. Gia. All is good. Just need to talk. It's important. I can hear my heartbeat in my ears as I lean forward and type out my response. Me. I can be there in an hour. Gia. Kay. I stare at the letter in the text box and I'm offended by it. She couldn't even type out an entire word. What the hell is going on with her? Something must have happened with her family today. If she told them about me and they don't like the fact that she's dating someone, I'm afraid she may just kick me to the curb. As much as I get down on myself and think that she deserves better, there's no one else for her but me. So her family, most importantly her brother Jason, better get used to the idea that I'm in this no matter what. I should have said ten minutes. Now I'll have to wait a whole fucking hour. I've never been one to stay where I'm not welcome. But if she thinks she's going to get rid of me so easily, she's got another thing coming. And Welcome we're back. back. Hey, <laughs> how's it going? I can't remember how we broke this up, so I don't know where we parted. I don't know either. I can't. I think you. Well, book. in the first Damn chapter, it. she's just trying to psych her. She's like sitting at her mom's kitchen table, like trying to psych herself up, and her mom oh, obviously knows yeah. she's seeing somebody, mm-hmm. and she's trying to psych herself up to tell her family about Marco. So. Oh yeah, we left it in a big club hangar, didn't we? Yeah. Where it's like an explosion. Uh huh. <laughs> so you know tomorrow's probably going to be steamy. Yes. So Aww. tell them what you tell them about your new release today. Today, Jason. so the brother Jason is out. It's called um, Pretty Virgin, which is actually going to be a part of a series with a bunch of other authors, and you'll see all the covers look the same. They're just different colors. I'm sure we'll be posting about it throughout the week, and it is just the brother's story, and you find out why he's such a grumpy asshole. Yep, <laughs> and 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 how he gets his happily ever after, how he stops being a grumpy asshole. <laughs> so. He, at least he's not grumpy anymore. He's still an asshole, though. Are you guys doing a pre-order for this book, The Virgin Roommate? Yeah. Okay, yes. so you guys will put the link in the comments. Uh, so make sure you pre-order the ebook of The Virgin Roommate. It'll be out in three months. And are you guys giving anything away? Do you want to just make something up really quick? <laughs> oh, I'm sure we'll come up with something. I don't Mystery know. Maybe box. I'll see something. It's a mystery box. The mystery box did so well. That was Uh, fun. So, okay, we'll do a mystery box. A mystery Alexa Riley giveaway box. So go to read. It'll definitely have some sign books in there. Yes, sign sign books, books. swag, and some Mm -hmm. stuff, some mystery stuff that you don't know. I've got some of that, uh, the Kim Kardashian West, the lipstick to give out. Maybe we'll throw that in there, too. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. The liquid lips, the KKW lips. Maybe we'll throw those in there if I don't keep them. (laughs) Those sold out really fast. That's why I grabbed them real quick. Yeah, they sold out like the second. So, yeah, maybe we'll throw those in there. I don't know. It'll be a mystery. You have to enter to find out. (laughs) So go to, yeah, readmeromance.com. Click on the current audiobook. Enter the giveaway. and Make sure you get Pretty Virgin. Yeah, go buy the Pretty Mm -hmm. pretty Virgin out today. And we'll be back tomorrow with more more of the Virgin Roommate. Leah, tell them what to do. Bye, guys. Fuck your day up. Make say your bitch. Don't be a dick. Bye. Bye. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. You could take a look in a book that's fine. Or you could sit back, relax, and unwind. And read me romance. Read, read 